everybody welcome to episode 261 of the art jacob do american podcast i'm your host in the place to be mr jacob p and sitting right across from me is not the brown recluse mr art trail it is uh toby Wugire, maybe andrew garfield maybe the other dude i forgot his name his name escapes me at the moment uh, but it's peter parker nonetheless but uh sitting to my digital left once again on the zoom is the brown recluse mr art trail art say hello to the million the millions. What's up, everybody? This is the coziest I've ever felt while recording a podcast. Recording it. And you got a butt warmer on our seat over here, too. So, I mean, shit, you must have a comfortable ass <laughs> bed, huh? Oh, dude, it's super You must cozy. have a My Pillow. The My Pillow guy must sponsor you, yeah. know? Dude, um, wearing a hoodie. I'm in, I'm in bed already. Uh, I'm ready to do this shit, dude. It's hardcore shit. Um, but guys, go to capemancoffee.com if you need more energy. If you're feeling like me, low energy right now, and you need more energy, guys, go to capemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans. They have the hibiscus tea. They got the cacao butter. They got everything. Everything. Sweatpants, hats, everything. Uh, buy it all. Take a picture of yourself wearing it, drinking the coffee beans, drinking the coffee from the coffee beans. Uh, everything delicious. they have. Yeah, everything they have, the the, uh, the hibiscus tea, everything, absolutely everything. Take a picture of yourself drinking it, wearing the hats. Tag us, tag those that you care. We appreciate it. They appreciate it. And that's it. And speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure you check out the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch's website over at superapparel.com. Uh, check out everything that she has, everything that she designed for their own two blood diamond digging hands uh over there in south africa uh check it out uh buy something that you love buy something that somebody else might love uh buy something mother's day is tomorrow uh so unfortunately i don't think she can get it out there that 
fucking fast. Uh, but hey, maybe give mom a, a late Mother's Day present. It's never too late to show mom that you love her with, you know, a super apparel uh, merchandise. So head on over there. She's got hats. She's got beanies. She's got socks. Uh, she's got shirts. I think she has sweatpants, according to Jordan and Jesus over at the Words Are Hard podcast. Uh, but that might be a Words Are Hard podcast exclusive. Uh, but nevertheless, fill up your cart with all the special merchandise that she has over there. Uh, enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. So uh, with that said, guys, we're not here to talk about Jesus and Jordan's uh, sweatpants or hibiscus teas and drinking coffee beans. Art, what are we here to talk about today? Guys, we're here to talk about our top 10 favorite Marvel movies, MCU Marvel movies. MCU. Okay, that was a very important detail I forgot to ask you because I was thinking about it. I was making my list and I was like, are we going to include like the Fantastic Four and the original Eric Bana Hulk and fucking Blade? And uh, I thought about that too. I was like, I hope we're on the same page, but yeah. Yeah, and I was like, then I was like, why would I ask that? Those movies fucking suck. (laughs) No, Blade's good. Blade's good. I take that back, but there's no, there's no lifetime now or in the future or any kind of multiverse where i'm ever going to put ghost rider on my top 10 marvel yeah. movie list so they do make a new ghost rider though and that would i hope be they sick. do it i hope they do it do it well I, mm. I would like to see that and i'd like to see the mexican ghost rider oh there you I, go because uh we finally we need a mexican dude in the mcu well dc has one he was in uh what was it the um fucking suicide squad the fucking cholo that turned like into uh, fire yeah i also would like one that's not a fucking walking stereotype <laughs> uh and also one that doesn't suck ass as a background character who would you get <laughs> who would you cast as your mexican i don't I, guess... I would probably do like you know that show narcos like mm-hmm. you got like 50 dudes on there okay. that like would work just fine okay even though some of them are like nicaraguan and stuff well they're all mexicans yeah i mean i guess i you know what? I like to see like more like Hispanic Americans in there. Like mm-hmm. I, I know I, Oscar Isaac came out and he did Moon Knight and like, mm-hmm. but I like to see like a Mexican person in there. Mm, someone from La Raza. Yeah. Why don't you do it? Why don't you got acting chops? I uh, you know my. You could be Ghost Rider. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Brown the Johnny Cruise? Blaze one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that could be. Uh, yeah, I, I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay, it's I'll the, do it. Yeah. It's what the people want. The hint there. Yeah. All right. But anyways, uh, it's been a short week for both of us. Art was busy in Disneyland, as you will hear on the Patreon. So going over there for May the 4th, as well as his birthday. Happy birthday, Art, by the way. Oh, thanks. Uh, and thanks to everyone that, that wished me a happy birthday. And thanks to the Words Are Heart podcast for uh, giving me a birthday shout out. Yeah, that was beautiful of him. So um, happy birthday, Art. I hope year 36 treats you just as well as it did to me. Um, and then I was busy doing top secret government work in a land far, far away, uh, in the land down under. Exactly. So, uh, we'll get it more into that on the Patreon. If you want to hear about our journeys doing top secret government work and arts, um, adventure in a galaxy far, far away, or about two and a half mile, two and a half hours away in Disneyland, check out the Patreon. Uh, but now we are going to talk about our top 10 favorite Marvel movies because we didn't have a whole week to do any research on any other topics. So. Yeah, yeah, here's a list that took me 15 minutes to put together. It literally took me five minutes and like 
one minute was me trying to find paper. The other minute was like, I know what my top four is. And then like the rest of the minutes, like, so I guess three minutes of like, oh, I guess that's what's going to fill out my top 10 because it does have to be said. And we were talking about it on the Patreon as well. Marvel has put out a bunch of really good films. You said it on the Patreon that if the first Iron Man movie, which I believe is a classic, it's a, it's a great superhero film. Uh, but if it was to get dropped in 2022, uh, it would be seen as just an okay movie. That's just how far the bar has say, been raised. I would say the say that it's that it's an okay movie. Well, then what you cut out? The, sorry, just like the masses in general, mm-hmm. like the the hype beast, the nerd hype beast squad of like what people have as far as expectations go. It would be viewed as like eh, but is Iron Man one really, really, really good? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And we'll get into all that. But before we do, before we get into our top 10, I think it would be only apropos uh, to maybe give maybe some of our honorable mentions, some that didn't make our top 10 because it was killing me because I wrote down maybe 15 movies just off the top of my head, perused, you know, all of the, the movies that came out just in case I missed one and whatnot. And there was about 15 movies that I had on my list. And there was a couple that kind of killed me uh, to take uh, take off my list. So Art, if you want to, go first uh what about your um, honorable mentions yeah uh shang chi was an honorable mention i think it's i think it was very enjoyable um but you know just didn't make my list um i think as time has gone on the very first um ant-man has mm-hmm. started to grow on me just over time it just, just grew on me um i'm trying to think um uh, and i think that's probably it as far as my honorable mentions uh, oh iron man 2 i think iron man 2 was really good too yeah so those are my three honorable mentions cool yeah no i i really liked Ar- uh, iron man 2 uh, i'd probably include that in my honorable mentions but two movies that kind of kill me that i didn't add into my top 10 uh was the first avengers movie unfortunately it didn't make my top mm-hmm. 10 just because, you know, at the time when it came out, I was like, holy shit, this is such a good movie. But from that point forward, I feel like they just started killing after that, where it's just like, oh, wow, like I can name 12 other movies that I enjoyed more. Uh, another movie that we kind of a- agreed on, uh, it may- might appear on your list, uh, but unfortunately it didn't appear on mine, which shocked me, uh, was Black Panther. Uh, some people consider that the best Marvel movie, which I don't. Um, but it's still a great movie. I'm not saying it wasn't, but it that's unfortunately it's going to land on my honorable mention list. Ah, interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm 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 ready to do this. I'm ready to go when you're ready to go. Cool. So I'll let you go first. What is your tenth tenth favorite so, Marvel movie of all time? List. So my number ten movie, Spider Man: Far From Home. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, I think, has one of my favorite villains ever uh, in Mysterio. As I mentioned in the Patreon, if you listen to Patreon, I just I love the old school uh, Spider-Man, the animated series, mm-hmm. um, and Mysterio like one of the dopest characters that he fought on there. So the fact that he was done in real life and done really well in real life, uh, I really loved it. I thought it was super fast paced super fun um it it was 
in my opinion, like just the perfect Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. like, you know, just the conflicts of being like a young teenage boy, like trying to tell Mary, Mary Jane Watson or MJ, uh, his version of MJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not Mary Jane Watson. I can't remember what her name is in this oh, cinematic she universe. Says it in the last movie too, and I yeah. forgot. <laughs> but he basically wants to tell her that he's Spider Man. Wants to tell her that he likes her, and like just those like little childish elements. And then the fact that this was the movie that was following the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. Like this was the movie that followed it up, and it was just it was not a letdown. It was exciting was in there he was so good like everything about it i just really really was thrilled about this movie and i just um i you know some of the flaws with it i think are uh that the, uh, i don't think it's the best spider-man movie which no. there's an uh i also think that um it uh it kind of i think that they worked themselves into a corner on purpose because they were like gonna have to force themselves to write something to follow this up with um and i don't think at this point they really knew where this where the mcu was going to be headed uh but overall i thought it was a really great movie it was one of those bridge movies um and unfortunately it didn't make my list i mean i really enjoyed it um but it, it it's very much one of those bridge movies that's taking you from you said the infinity saga into what we're going to be experiencing now and it didn't give away too much of the next phase phase four or five or whatever the hell we're in right now in 2022 uh but it was just like hey you know here's some more marvelness um and here's just little breadcrumbs of where we're heading to next so i mean i think if there's any knock on that like it didn't really progress the universe it was just kind of like a bridge movie but still a great film nonetheless Right on. Uh, what's your uh, number 10? Uh, my number 10, um, which surprised me, uh, was Captain America Civil War. Um, wow. I I really like this movie. And at first, when I first saw it in theaters, I was like, oh, it was okay. Uh, it was just like a subpar Avengers movie. Uh, but it does introduce the Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man uh, to the, you know, the MCU uh, as well as it kind of gives you like those Avenger vibes because, you know, pretty much everybody's in it. And it is kind of a play on the Civil War uh, comics, you know, him versus Iron Man, uh, you know, that took place, I think, like maybe four or five years previous to this movie or whatever, um, which is really great. I highly recommend, you know, checking those out. Uh, but I, as time went on, like you said, with like Ant-Man. You know, as I bought it, you know, on Blu-ray and, you know, saw it on TNT, they know drama, like when they reshow it. It's just like one of those just really fun films. And it's one of those films, too, where you see the progression of both, you know, Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, where, you know, they're 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 pitted against each other and no one's really the bad guy with what's going on in the plot. But no one's really a good guy either, or whatever good guy is supposed to be meant. Both of their intentions are good, but there's kind of like a yin and yang within both of them where there's good and bad to both of their actions. And you kind of get like those two personalities clashing, you know, over, you know, control of where of the Avengers team should go. So I, I really dug it. Yeah, I really I dig that movie. I, I think that it's 
when it came out, it was one of my favorites. It still is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I thought. I thought it was. I think it introduced uh, a villain that's still in the MCU. I think Baron Simo is one of the best villains that the MCU has to offer, mm-hmm. and like Marvel in general has to offer. I hope that you know they continue to grow him. I know that he reappeared in um, uh, oh. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but yeah, I really like Baron Simo. Yes. Okay. Number nine for you, sir. And great casting, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, let me take a great, great casting on Baron Simo. Number nine, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um. So I think that I, as I was doing my list, I started noticing a trend in all of my movies is that I like fast paced spelling and I like it with like as smart and as little plot holes as you can have. And um, this movie, it's pro- it's the newest Marvel movie out now. So it's, it's you know, I don't want to spoil anything because I know a lot of people haven't seen it. It's still only a few days out now. But I think that we haven't had a Marvel horror film done before. And I think that, that that's super interesting, super fast paced, super like, you know, characters that you already know, but like in different scenarios. I think is very like well put together. Um, I don't want to spoil too much about this one, but it's it's already. I already knew like this one was one of my favorites as soon as I saw it. I was like, I very much enjoyed this. And I hope it makes my top ten because I have not seen it yet. Like we were talking about on the Patreon, uh, but I do I do agree with you. It's like like you said, Marvel really hasn't had proper Marvel. I mean, I guess you can consider Blade. Like there's horror in there as well as Morbius. It's <laughs> uh, kind of some horror elements in there as well, but I'm looking forward uh, to seeing that. But that's not MCU. No, no, no. Yeah. No, but um, it's Marvel, I guess you could say. But I guess to piggyback off of you, my number nine is actually the first Doctor Strange movie. Yours was the sequel to Doctor Strange. Uh, my number nine is actually the, you know, the first Doctor Strange movie. And I really... I, obviously this that movie like when you go back and rewatch it with uh 2022 eyes it really did a lot of groundwork for where we're at today with the mcu with like the multiverse and whatnot that kind of gets like you know pushed to the side you know because the whole affinity saga and whatnot but it's really like over time like that movie has aged super well you know going back and watching it and whatnot uh, but to look at it like with like 2016 eyes or 2015 or 14 eyes or whatever, whenever it came out, which was a while ago, um, it was actually the movie that got me back into the MCU before the first Doctor Strange movie. Like they were putting out some duds like, um, you know, the second Thor movie was just a dud. Um, Captain America, that first one, like I just was not a fan of. And it just kind of seemed to be going down like that whole like 90s Batman movie thing where it's just like, oh, it, they were really good. And then now they're starting to just get watered down, watered down, watered down. And I feel yeah. like when Doctor Strange came out, it was just like, well, here's a new direction we're going to go where all of our movies are going to be just top notch. Like you expect near perfection from now forward whenever you step into step into a theater to watch an um, MCU yeah. movie. Yeah, I agree with you. I think for some reason, the first time I watched that movie, I did not like it at all. I was like, 
kind of an asshole. Like, <laughs> like, it, and um, I just I didn't like it. Um, and then I recently watched it again, maybe like a month or two ago, and I was like, that's oh, pretty good. I I do like the movie. I don't love it, but it, it didn't make my list. But I do like that movie. Nice. What about your number eight art? Number eight. Let's take a look here. I keep putting my phone down. Number eight. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Mm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One again, like that trend of like fast-paced, fun action movies. That, that seems to be what I like when I want to go see a movie. I, I like these movies that are fun, and that movie is like besides the opening scene where his mom dies of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> um. After that, it's kind of like a roller coaster of like fun and great music choices and. You get to meet these like great characters like Rocket Raccoon and Groot, Drax, um, and like, you just it just paves the way for like an entirely fun movie the entire way. There's low points and dark points for that, like you know every MCU movie has, but for the most part, I really enjoyed every single character. This is the movie to me, like you just said about about um, Doctor Strange about Doctor Strange. I actually think that this is the movie where they were like. All right, now we're gonna. Now we know what we're doing. We're gonna. We feel confident about this this group of characters that aren't even that popular. Yeah, like they're not. You know, they're no Spider Man. But we're gonna make this movie before we do a Spider Man movie. And they just put it out, and it was super fun, and it was a total like slam dunk of a movie. Mm -hmm. I remember like watching it and just being like, "Wow, that was fucking incredible!" Like I and was loving every moment of it. What's what's strange about the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie is it was one of those movies. Again, it came out, you know, during Captain America, the Captain America Thor two era. And it was just kind of like, I don't even know who these Guardians of the Galaxy people are or whatever. It's which sounds foolish now. But like whenever it came out, what is like 2013, 2014 or whatever. Right. It was just like, ah, it's 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 going to be a pass for me, dog. And then I remember we were sitting in my living room and we were perusing through Netflix and you're like, oh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is a pretty good one. And I was like, really? Like, I don't know about these new Marvel movies, you know, whatever. Like Iron Man was cool. But I was like, I don't know about this. And like, I don't know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's probably going to be two hours of a snooze nerd fest or whatever. Right. And then my girlfriend, she was just like, no, like that movie's like really good. And you're like, yeah, dude, we need to watch it now. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it now. And I remember being like, overly like it like it it surpassed my expectations from what you guys were telling me and i was like wow it'll come on my list a little bit later but it was just like holy shit it was such a pleasant surprise of a movie yeah no super fun movie i i loved it i saw it in theaters when it first came out um i wish i could say the same about part two mm-hmm. part two i almost started to like goes off. Just, <laughs> just not just did not live up to the hype of of the volume one mm-hmm. um but you know that was chris pratt could carry a movie that was like the movie that made him like a leading man too correct because up yeah. until that point he was the fat guy from parks and rec yeah exactly and, like it it really blew him up and it did wonders for his career so yeah. shout out to him shout out to james gunn because he's, he's got he's got the magic touch like i know this is the mcu um episode or whatever but I highly recommend watching Peacemaker if you haven't already. Like it does have you you mentioned with Doctor Strange, like you were surprised it wasn't rated R. 
if you want to see some rated R comic book stuff, <laughs> if possibly rated X, uh, watch Peacemaker on HBO Max. That's which is James Gunn as well. I shall. There I you shall go. watch it. All right. So uh, my number eight is actually uh, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, which is, I guess, the first um, Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man movie. And this was the, kind of like the one like I, I had put all the Spider-Man movies out because they're all great. They're all enjoyable. They're all uh, owned by me on 4K Blu-ray. Right. And I put that on my list and I landed on number eight just because I was like, I like it a lot just because it introduced reintroduces Peter Parker as, you know, an innocent teenager. Like we, we got so accustomed to seeing him as Tobey Maguire, which was like a 20 year old playing, you know, a high schooler. And then you get Andrew Garfield, who's obviously another 20 year old playing a high school or whatever, but you actually believed Tom Holland was in high school. You actually believed, and it, it turned out to be true that him and Zendaya were, you know, you know, had like this, like this, uh, this like friction, like this attraction to them and whatnot. And it, it was just a like a really fun, heartfelt, like high school movie. And I think you mentioned it again with, you know, talking about Dr. Strange, you know, the MCU hadn't done, you know, horror. Well, the MCU hadn't really done like a good, like teen comedy. And that's what I feel like homecoming was. It was like one of those like really cool like eighties teen movies. Yeah, I I liked that movie. I thought it was it was another blast movie. All three of the uh, Spider Man movies are are all fun. Like mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with any of the three. Like they're just all three really fun movies. Uh, T- Tom Holland like just kills it as mm-hmm. Spider Man. Uh, I know that everyone has nostalgia for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, but Tom Holland is like the best Spider-Man. I know that that's like blast for me for people that like grew <laughs> up with with Tobey Maguire, but Tobey Maguire was like 27 years old playing a dude that was in high school, and it just felt awkward. Yeah, but like, like especially looking back at it now, it's like 27 years old, and I'm supposed to pretend that he's fucking 17 years old. I don't know. <laughs> it, it it was just so awkward. Yeah, but but whatever. Yeah, and shout out to Michael Keaton in that movie too. Like the return of Michael Keaton, the OG Batman, if you will, uh, playing Vulture. I thought that was a nice touch as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. All right. Art, um, art. so my number seven is Captain America: Winter Soldier. Mm. Um, this was like the first time that in like the uh, in like the MCU where I was like, here's a plot twist that I was like, like super excited for. You know, like Bucky coming back. And if sorry if I spoiled it for someone that hasn't seen Winter Soldier. But that was like a big... I remember when that came out, a lot of people were not the biggest like MCU fans. And they, it hit at the right moment because you couldn't just Google like... You know, there wasn't all this like... I complained on the Patreon about how like now on YouTube, like if you like Marvel stuff, you get suggested all these like Easter egg, blah, 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 the history of this thing. Blah. It's like... Watch it's all of your yeah yeah it's like so much garbage like information i I don't feel like it was like this back then Uh, this is probably like 2014 or something like that um so like when i saw it and i'm not like the biggest captain america fan but when i saw that i didn't know that the winter soldier and bucky were the same person so like i was like blown away when i saw that i was like oh my god this is like incredible um and the fact that it wasn't like 
a big CGI monster fest or whatever. Like at this point, it was like Thor is fighting a demon from outer space, and like everything was like like ridiculous CGI. Like this was just like like two dudes just brawling it out, and like mm. I really liked that element of it. I really liked that the the Hydra element of it. I liked that there was like a espionage thriller type movie. I really I really enjoyed that movie. It's kind of James Bondish ish. Yeah, kind of James Bondish. Yeah, very yeah. like Born Ultimatum type type of movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it didn't make my list just because I think that first Captain America just kind of put up a sour taste in my mouth. That like I I enjoyed it like when I went back and watched it when I got all the MCU movies on Blu-ray, um, but I think it just like just that the it was it's like a bridge between Civil War and the first uh first Avenger Captain America movie where it's just like ugh that it, that's the reason why I just didn't make my top ten just because of that. Yeah, no, I I I love that movie. I was super stoked when it came out i was i still have a popcorn bucket at home with nice. with that thing so like yeah i love that movie nice well i guess my number seven uh is shang chi and um i remember watching it going into it not having any expectations uh whatsoever uh, i believe uh we talked on the patreon how the eternals there was a lot of expectations with that movie and I, I forget which one came out first, but it, they came out roughly around the same time, like maybe within like a month or so apart from each other. But I remember Eternals, I had high hopes for. And then Shang-Chi, I just didn't have any expectation, whatever. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what the hell, right? Or whatever, right? It's kind of like a Guardians of the Galaxy thing. I was just going to go kind of thing. But I remember watch, walking out of the theater thinking like, holy shit, this is like one of my favorite MCU movies. And mind you, this is past, you know, Infinity Wars and all that shit or whatever, right? And I just love how like the character goes from being, well, from what we see, just being pretty much a valet, pretty much scum of the earth, like in San Francisco, to being like, you know, this big, big deal of a fucking character. And it's just so beautifully shot, like those that, you know, not trying to spoil anything for anybody that hasn't seen it, but just like that the the chinese art that's throughout like that whole movie just was really just wonderful to see like on the big screen it was just so well done and the way they tied it into like doctor strange and whatever like at the end it like i talked about with you know spider-man um far from home it, it was a bridge movie but it's put it pushed the mcu further down into the next phase like up. Oh, here we go. Here's some more stuff. We lost Iron Man, but guess what, guys? We got like this dude who's super compelling. And you know, I I've number seven, Shang-Chi. Love it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It looks like we're down to 10 minutes here. So I don't I guess we can wrap this one up. But um a few more things on on Shang-Chi was I think the characters were like just so well done. Marvel's been doing such a good job in their casting, and like the main character was incredible. I think Aquafina was incredible. And, like, and, and I'll say this too about Aquafina: I know a lot of people hate on her, and I had no opinion of her whatsoever or whatnot. I walked into that movie like expecting to hate her or whatever. I know my girlfriend doesn't like her at all. What? Like I, I didn't have any opinion. I didn't. Of, I didn't know people hated her. I, yeah, I she love gets her and all her. 
yeah, she gets a lot of hate apparently or whatever. I guess she, I guess she got canceled for having a black scent or whatever, even though she's from like New York or whatever, it's not even a black scent. It's just a New York accent or whatever. Uh, but no, I had no expectation of it and I thought I was going to end up hating her, but I loved her in that movie because her character fucking grows by leaps and bounds by the end of the movie. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I thought the movie was incredible. I think uh, Aquafina's music is incredible. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. I didn't even know she was I, a musician. Yeah. So she's like a musician com- comedian. So, like, that's kind of bullshit. I didn't realize people, it's like taking Weird Al seriously. It's kind of, <laughs> it's just kind of, and I didn't know, I didn't know people were hating on her, but yeah. Um, but I, I've been a fan of her work. And like, she has a, a movie, it's an A24 movie where like she plays like a, a young, um, I think she plays a, young chinese woman who like whose grandma is dying and like i gotta figure out what that movie's called it's gonna drive me insane but such a good movie because because she like she's so funny and like so genuine in that movie and to this backdrop of like total sadness that someone is dying of cancer and it's just like i've never really seen a movie that like to play off those two elements so well with each other where it's not trying to be deep. It's not trying to teach you a lesson. It's not trying to be like anything like that. It's just like literally capturing this moment in time of like sadness. So shout out to Aquafina and like her roles. I can't believe people hate on her, but yeah, we're yeah. team Aquafina over at the R and Jacob uh, do America podcast. The second most popular podcast <laughs> out of Bakersfield. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess you do want to take a pause right here while we, uh, yeah. So unfortunately, <laughs> I guess Zoom is being an asshole right now and it wants. Yeah, to I don't know what's up with that, dude. Yeah, this is two fucking episodes in a row. It's trying to fucking stop us uh, from from communicating or whatever. But yes, uh, let's put a pin on this and uh, we'll come back with a number six. All right. You got it, man. They were only up for 20 minutes. What a jip. <laughs> Gnarly show, man. Want to trash the stage? Okay. All right, Art. What is your number right. six? All right. My number six, let me just double check with my list. But uh, my number six is Iron Man, the very first Iron Man, the OG Iron Man. I still remember uh, watching this movie and being like, that movie was fucking dope. I remember yeah. I didn't watch it in theaters, but I uh, I watched it on like it was on Netflix, like way back in the original Netflix days. And like, I remember my mom had made enchiladas that night and I was like, all right, I'll get down to some enchiladas and watch this Iron Man movie. Sounds like a beautiful and, night, dude. It was like one of the dopest, like the fact that I can remember what I was eating when I watched the first Iron Man for the first time. I was like, this is fucking dope. Like Tony Stark, this guy, like, and it really revitalized, um, Robert Downey uh, Jr. Robert Downey Jr.'s career, like Robert Downey Jr.'s career. He was always kind of like a B celebrity in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like he was never like the A plus guy, like anything like that. But he took that role, and apparently it was like really close to like uh, who's the dude from Top Gun? Uh, oh, Tom Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Apparently, like Tom Cruise was supposed to be the guy, 
And then, mm. like, last minute, like, Tom Cruise couldn't do it. And Robert Downey Jr. got the role or whatever. And, and it was, God like, a that. movie that was destined to fail. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Because he is Tony Stark. Like, he yeah. kills it as Tony Stark. So, like, yeah, just beautiful movie. I I loved it. Um, I if, if it has one flaw is that the villain is kind of, like, predictable. It's just basically, like, here's an Iron Man, like... Here's a dude with an <laughs> Iron Man suit fighting an Iron Man. Um, yeah. But overall, movie uh, it paved the way for like every Marvel movie since. So yeah, like tip of the hat to that movie. I, I love that movie. Yeah. So we're gonna do a little switcheroo here. Uh, my number six was Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, pretty much everything that I said when you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'll just go ahead and jump into my number five which was Iron Man. So I'll, we'll do a little switcheroo here. Uh, so mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, number six. Number five for me, Iron Man. And Iron Man came out in a time period where I believe the Dark Knight and Iron Man came out, I think, within uh, within the same month or within a couple of months within each other or whatever, right? And shout out to the Dark Knight as well. You know, Heath Ledger, you know, killed it as the Joker and whatnot. Still, I mean, arguably probably the best comic book movie of all time, Dark Knight, maybe. I don't know. We that that'll be another list for another time when we're both busy again or whatever, right? But um, I remember there was this debate um that was raging with and this went at the original Target. I was still working at Target at that time, uh, where people were debating which was the better movie. Was it Iron Man or was it the Dark Knight? And I remember it even got so big, that discussion, that even Robert Downey Jr., like, he laid it all out. Like, yeah, you know, this, our our movie, our Iron Man movie, uh, here is why Iron Man is just as good, if not better, than a Dark Knight. I still side with the Dark Knight as being better, but it was a very compelling argument. And then even, too, like, the comparison between Tony Stark and Batman, two rich-as-fuck dudes, two genius-level guys that are, you know, out there fighting crime don't necessarily have any superpowers or just regular ass dudes that just, you know, make these contraptions that help them and whatnot. But, um, it was a great, to me, it was a great time to be alive. Like it, it just felt like, wow, like what a treat to have both of these movies come out pretty much within the same season. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was, it was such a blast. Um, I wish I would have seen that one in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch part two in theaters and part three. I saw with you, but, um, but, but yeah, that first one I didn't see in theaters, but I was just like, this is dope. Like I, (laughs) I, I was just sitting there like thinking I wasn't going to be enjoying the movie and I loved every minute of it. So yeah. Tip of the hat. Because up up to that point, if it was a Marvel movie, it was the incredible Hulk, like the Eric Bana version, which was just like, or it was Ghost Rider, or it was the Punisher, not the Netflix Punisher, but like the one with John Travolta Punisher or whatever, and some forgettable Proud Boy dude or whatever playing the Punisher. Or, you know, Fantastic Four, like they rebooted that movie like six, seven times or whatever. Captain America, Chris Evans, he even played like the, the Human Torch. Um, and he was denied a bank loan. Um, <laughs> but he got, you know, revitalized, you know, as Captain America or whatnot. But my, Marvel movies up at that time, like, it, it, it was it was it was just a cheese fest if it wasn't spider-man like it was just gonna be just stinky ass fucking roquefort cheese 
Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I remember one time uh, there was this girl that I was I was dating and like, I don't know why, but she was like, she was super broke. So she went to go donate blood. <laughs> and like, um, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll go like, hang out with you at this blood donation place. And like, all I remember of that was that they were like, by the way, if you want to meet the most desperate people on earth, go to a blood donation place. Wasn't it plasma? Because uh, I don't think they gave pla- you yeah, 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 sorry, plasma donation or whatever. Um, but go, go there. I think they gave you like fifteen dollars, some like ridiculously low number. Wow. To like wait there all day. I don't know. I can't remember how much. Maybe like forty bucks. Still not oh, okay. a lot. Um, uh, but um, but like I remember in the waiting room they were playing um, they were playing uh. Ghost Rider, like that shitty Ghost Rider movie. And I watched almost the entire Ghost Rider movie in that fucking waiting room thinking, like, this fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> like everything about this, this is like the shittiest movie and like the shittiest situation. Like, I should be at home eating enchiladas, dude. But <laughs> watching Iron Man and shit. Watching Iron Man. The only um, way it could anyway. get worse is if you were in an abortion clinic watching the Eternals. That's true, dude. Um, all right. My number five movie, you ready for this? Ready. Uh, Thor Ragnar. Thor Ragnarok. Nice. Uh, um, love Thor Ragnarok. Again, super fast-paced movie. Super fun. Uh, super colorful. Like, you know, it kind of, it's like two birds in one because it was kind of like a Thor slash Hulk movie. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like, Thor, Thor was pretty much like the worst dude. Like, the dude that could not hold the movie on his own. Because the first Thor movie was okay, yeah, but it wasn't great. And then the second Thor movie was like a fucking dud. Like it was yeah. just like, wow, what a waste! Like this I fell asleep cool. in that one. We that's that was one of the first uh, movies my girlfriend and I watched together in a theater. And um, I remember I was like half asleep watching the second Thor, and I was just like, man, like, yeah, Chris Hemsworth is handsome as fuck, man. Like he he's right up there with Brad Pitt in Interview with a Vampire. Like when he has that long hair going on and those like thousand mile staring eyes or whatever but yeah up to that point i agree with you like yeah thor was just like you could have kicked him off the avengers like bring ghost rider in for fuck's sake or whatever like he was just like such a whatever character or whatever up you know up until like you know the avengers movies or whatever but thor ragnarok kind of catapults him to like the top of the list like just under iron man it's like the my my favorite fucking avenger yeah i think that was the first time that they let him be funny like he Mm -hmm. went and was like, didn't take himself seriously. And mm. I think ever since then, they were like, oh, yeah, I guess we don't have to take him that seriously. And <laughs> since then, we've seen like Fat Thor and like different things for, from the Thor character. But yeah, I, I'm i really glad that movie came out because it just, it was a game changer. It was a total game changer. Yeah. And like now Thor is like a lot of fan favorites. I think a lot of people just love him and lo- like, like uh chris hemsworth do what he what he needs to do because he understands the character now Mm -hmm. i think before too it's like it's like that weird era where not a lot of people know of thor and then when you think of thor you just think of like classic fucking norse mythology and whatnot and it's like this very serious story and whatnot you think of you know death metal and mon and marth and all this like craziness or whatever. Like it's such a serious thing. Like it's like talking about Jesus or something or whatever. Right. But like that, again, 
that movie was just like no like let's have fun with this like that that was the charm of iron man that was the charm of guardians of the galaxy where it's just like yeah we're fighting bad guys and whatnot but it doesn't have to be serious it doesn't have to be watching c-span for fuck's sakes or whatnot so let's have some fun with it so uh to jump ahead i guess to my number four uh is thor ragnarok as well so (laughs) it's pretty cool that uh our uh, lists are kind of matching up or whatever but uh, like I said in the Patreon, when I was writing down my list, I definitely knew what my top four were, just like that. Like it took me no time at all. Like I already had it mapped out in my head, like where every movie was going to land. And Thor for a while was probably my favorite MCU movie up until the newer ones come out. We'll, we'll get into those. So, uh, with that said, Art, what is your number three? Or what's your uh, number four? I'm sorry. What's your number four? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No problem. My number four is. Uh... Black Panther, a movie mm. that uh, I think was kind of a game changer. Um, so I think for a while now, we were starting to get a lot of those like CGI monsters. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was fighting a CGI dude. Everybody wanted to take over the world. Like everybody saw the Loki blueprint and it was like, oh, okay, now we got to do Loki, but like figure out this version of Loki and every single character. And it wasn't working. Like a lot of those people just didn't have a Loki. Like they, they didn't have like a charismatic villain to, to, to rival them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the, the Marvel movies fall flat. And that's actually one of the reasons like uh, Shang-Chi didn't make my list because I, as much as I absolutely love that movie, like fighting a giant CGI dragon just kind of like was like, ah, eh, come on. But other than that, I think the movie's great. Yeah. This movie, on the other hand, is like fighting this dude with with like a different philosophy, mm-hmm. and it's just like, and like his philosophy, he ain't wrong. Like a lot of times, like you listen to him talk, and it's like you're not wrong, dude. Like yeah, you're just you're just you're not wrong. Like everything you're saying is like spot on, and like it just it was like the first time that it was like a smart Marvel movie, and it had like racial and political ties to it where i was like mm-hmm. man this is like fucking enjoyable dude like yeah and and i think the the first time i think i ever felt like really touched at a marvel movie is when um when killmonger does that speech of like 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 he basically admits like i'm gonna lose this fight but i'd rather like die with my ancestors who like died at the bottom of the ocean because they refused to be slaves mm-hmm. like damn like that to me is like the dopest line any Marvel movie, like I was like, holy shit! Like I got the chills hearing that. I was like, holy shit! Like I, I just, I, I can't, be- I can't believe it. Um, and then of course, like shout out to um, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Ch- Chadwick Boseman, yeah. Like rest in peace. Like I don't know how they're gonna follow his story up. You know, obviously that's a big, big shoes to fill. Um, but yeah, man, it was. Uh, I I love that movie. Like I love the movie. It was so fun and like um, not a lot of CGI, which I also enjoy. Like mm-hmm. I like when they can tell a fun, exciting story and not have like a CGI dragon that he has to fight at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Uh, it didn't make my list just because. I mean, again, all the other movies. Like I just I did the test of like, okay, if all of these movies were laid out in front of me and we're about to eat enchiladas at Art's house uh, with Art's mom. Uh, which one would I choose and whatnot? And I, I just like felt like, okay, I wanted a Spider-Man. I wanted Guardians of the Galaxy before this and whatnot. And so that's why I didn't make my list. But it's, it's a 
pretty much a perfect movie. You know, I didn't I don't have very many complaints about it at all. If any, I don't think I have any complaints or whatever. Um, and another thing that has to be mentioned about Black Panther, it did t- it did set the precedence of like, OK, we're not going to have a bunch of white white Hollywood dudes try to tell like a very African story. No, they got an African director, African producer, uh, African-American uh, actors and, and whatnot to do it. And I thought that was like the charm of that movie as well. It wasn't, you know, Tim from accounting trying to tell this tale. Like it was like, no, like black people telling black people stories. And that's why it grossed as much movies as it did, because it was just like, oh, finally. I remember my one of my coworkers was talking about it. You know, she's, you know, African-American lady. And she was talking about it and she goes, it feels good to see yourself properly represented on the big screen. And she goes, that's why you see, you know, a lot of, you know, African-Americans supporting that film. I believe it's still the highest. Well, you know, uh, Infinity, the Infinity uh, Avengers, they I think surpassed it. And I think uh, Spider-Man did as well. But for a while, I think it was the highest grossing Marvel movie of all time. And that was just because of that. You know, Black Wall Street came out in full force. Yeah, also it was just a really good movie. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if like White Wall Street came out to support like <laughs> like Thor. Like we gotta see Thor. We gotta see the real Thor. That's, that's yeah, yeah I, I went to go watch it. I think I saw it twice in theaters because I just I was like amazed mm. by it. Yeah. Um, but like you know what you said about like representation, uh, and that's what I meant when I said like I like to see like uh, like a Mexican character that's not like what's the dude like the fuego or whatever his name was from <laughs> like the the cholo like just the walking stereotype yeah from seen, uh, suicide squad seen, yeah like we've seen black stereotypes before like they're just like this is whack this is like shaquille o'neal playing steel like <laughs> like like this is not like at all what we want to see but yeah. like this was like legit like i think everyone across the board was happy with this yeah i'd like to see that like in you know in a hispanic way but uh, whatever i'm sure that day will come but like i just i love the movie and I, I love the fact that killmonger is so like genuinely steals the show even in the what if like marvel show i don't know if you watch what if the end oh yeah i did yeah yeah but like killmonger again like comes out and it's like dude like you are once again like stealing the show like yeah. you were just such a good villain yeah. but um yeah anyways that's my uh number four yeah, number what's four. Your, yeah, yeah. yeah, what's what's your number four? Well, my number four was Thor Ragnarok, so I guess we'll oh, jump so into number three. number three. Yeah, so uh, it was number three and number two are kind of interchangeable, but you know, for list purposes, uh, number three is Avengers Endgame, and I kind of had a, a short rustle in my mind with this just because, uh, and we'll get into it when I get in my number two, but uh, uh, Endgame, the end of you know the infinity saga just a perfect movie from beginning to end i think it's damn near three hours long uh, but i remember being in the theater thinking like wow like i can watch three more hours of this like it's just it's so such a great film this and you know infinity war it, it's it's oscar worthy again it's up there with movies like the godfather goodfellas citizen king whatever fucking all-time fucking Turner classic movie you want to throw out there or whatever, right? Like, it, it is up there. Like, this this is film. This is art right here. Uh, and I just think it was just the perfect way to end, you know, a series. 
Yeah, it was incredible. It was like eye candy yeah. for like it set the bar so high that like I feel like now Marvel movies are being judged to that level. Yeah, this is um, the standard. This is the benchmark. Yeah, and so like it's a tough benchmark to get to, but very pretty damn near perfect movie. Like mm-hmm. and it it at the time watching it, I didn't realize it was gonna lead into like the events of the Loki TV show and like all these things that are like super impactful now. Um, which I guess you could say like even like going all the way back to the original Iron Man, mm-hmm. like introducing the Ten Rings and everything that's going on in Shang-Chi, like you know, super impactful then, but like it just super super thoughtful. Like sometimes they make mistakes along the way, like showing uh Thor Thor's glove or whatever, the gauntlet. Like showing that in the in the uh, did I say Thor? I meant Thanos. Yeah. Showing Thanos is uh, showing the Infinity Gauntlet in like a Thor movie, and when and then they have to like retcon it and be like, oh, just kidding, that was a fake one. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, just still overall, Marvel's background is still very good in like storytelling. Mm-hmm. And this was just like almost. It was just the, it was the perfect ending. Uh, like I said, to uh, so- to the, the the saga that is the Infinity Saga and whatnot, but and you don't get a lot of that. Like you know, you, you like a like a TV show like Game of Thrones or Dexter or Frasier. Like yeah, <laughs> like, dude, Frasier fizzled out at the end. Dude. Yeah, everything usually just kind of fizzles out at the end. There's like some sort of exhaustion, but it did leave you wanting more, even though you lost a lot of characters. Uh, that you you know pretty much grew up loving and falling in love with and you're like wait there's no way they can continue the mcu without iron man without captain america and like you said like with those disney plus tv shows i said yeah hold my beer yes we can we can continue it and even get better which to me it was just like how the fuck do you guys keep on doing this man you guys got some fucking talented people yeah i agree they got better, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. Um, and just absolutely fun movie. Um, you know, once again, like, it's on Spider-Man's shoulders to, like, carry the MCU <laughs> as the biggest name now, you know. Yeah. Besides maybe Thor now. But, um, but he's definitely the most, like, you know, Iconic. household name. Yeah, like Spider Man is like you wear a Spider Man shirt. What the fuck, Spider Man? And Spider Man is the Metallica of of superheroes. Yeah, um, him and Batman. Yeah, yeah. So like, <clears throat> so just like rocking that, like rocking Spider Man, and then putting out one of the most iconic Spider Man movies of all time, mm-hmm. where you bring in the Tobey Maguire and the the Garfield guy, <laughs> the Garfield um, guy, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield and putting them all in one movie and bringing in their villains. Um, and then at the same time, introducing the idea of a multiverse, which mm-hmm. actually got introduced in his prior movie with, uh, with, uh, Oh, into uh, the spider verse. Yeah. No, no, not into the spider verse. Sorry. Um, Oh, uh, far from home, <laughs> far from home. When Magneto talks about the multiverse and like all these things. And like, you guys are just from earth six, one, six. And like, I'm from a different universe. And like, I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then like the next movie, they like really go into this, like the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't put that Spider-Man movie in there. 
universe because it's technically not in this universe but yeah. but it is a great movie oh yeah definitely. <clears throat> um but yeah um absolutely love this movie from start to finish um just overall like damn near perfect movie man i, I just really loved it so fun like it's hard to like top what what they did in the last one and then they kind of did like yeah. and not just by adding a bunch of names i know that that's the thing that people want now like oh give me more names give me more names like you gotta put like fucking like sideshow bob from the simpsons <laughs> bring uh you bring hugh jackman back you keep seeing hearing that like all these like and i'll get into it when uh uh no way home you know makes on my list of whatnot but I, the heart of that movie is such a you mentioned with Black Panther when Killmonger, you know, drops that line about his ancestors or whatever. That was the first time you got choked up in a Marvel movie. The end, to not to spoil anything for anybody that hasn't seen uh, No Way Home yet. It's been out for a goddamn near half a year now. Um, but, you know, that ending when he sees MJ, you know, in the cafe, you know, and Ned's there as well. And, you know, he has that letter he's ready to give her. And you see, like, Tom Holland, like, his eyes, like, well up. Like my eyes were welling up with him just because it's just like he wants to tell her, you know, not to spoil anything for anybody that hasn't seen it or whatever. But it's just like it's such a touching movie, given the fact everything that they've gone through for, you know, the last like six or seven films, you know, as teenagers, as children. And now they're now he's going to embark adulthood by literally all by himself. Like it was such a great and powerful scene. And such great acting too by Tom Holland that you know yeah. it didn't need words like he didn't need words to you know pull that off like it was just such a very impressive moment. Uh, I agree, I concur. Yes. All right. So uh, my number two uh, again, Avengers: Infinity War, and uh, this one um, I put the edge over Endgame. Uh, I see them pretty much as the same movie, um, but again, for list purposes, uh, to split them up. I like this one just a little bit more uh, because it does like that whole Empire Strikes Back thing where the heroes lose. And yeah. like I mentioned earlier in this episode where I was talking about how like with Doctor Strange, it kind of revamped my you know interest in Marvel movies. This one got me full on like fanboy about it. Like I was like, oh shit. Like I set my fucking watch for one year from now when like the conclusion to this movie is going to come out. Like I was just like hooked, like line and sinker. Like how are they going to come back? How are they going to be able to defeat Thanos and whatnot? And I was just like, holy shit. Like it did that whole fucking Empire Strikes Back thing where it's just like it did not give you happy. Ending. Like this shit, this shit was horrible. Half of your favorite heroes are gone. Literally, they're not dead. They literally vanish from existing altogether. And I just thought like that was like a genius move from the geniuses <laughs> that had been writing all this great fucking content for the last like what 10 years up to that point. Yeah, I I agree. I think that like most people, we saw the movie and um we did an episode about it. Like we did yeah. a two-part episode or something like that. Um, but it almost felt like how do you come back from this? Like, how mm. do you come back from like this i remember literally like hearing gasp in the theater like when that movie came out like when he snaps his, his snaps his fingers and um i think 
you know, I think some shows like WandaVision has done a little bit to like to like emphasize damage people are from from uh from the events of like the Thanos snap. Um, especially like Wanda. I think that this new Doctor Strange movie shows a little more of like the world after and like like you know, it starts the movie starts off in a in a kind of a serious way by, you know, basically blaming blaming some of the events on on Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange has a lot to do with with like letting letting uh letting Thanos have the eye of Agamotto or whatever like mm-hmm. get, which by the way I have a giant eye of Agamotto right here what it's, yeah dude my uh my uh my baby Yoda has it around his neck but <laughs> yeah dude I have a giant eye of Agamotto sipper cup where'd you get that was that at the El Capitan the, this is at Al Capitan. Dude, that's dope as shit, dude. Yeah, dude. I've, I've been wearing it around all day, dude, just to, to, to like, uh, like, chew away the spirits. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I mean, just the fact that that giant event happened in the MCU and, like, people are still dealing with it, it's actually one of the reasons I kind of enjoyed um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier because Falcon and the Winter Soldier was, like, real people at the ground level Mm-hmm. dealing with like day-to-day politics of like oh shit a bunch of people disappeared oh shit a bunch of people are back like how do you how do you deal with that like how do you mm-hmm. how do people deal with that on a day-to-day basis i know um, i made the joke about the uh the human torch being denied a bank loan or whatever but literally you know getting denied a bank loan because you know superheroes don't get paid or whatever and shit like yeah that, that's yeah um wait are you frozen or am i frozen I thought you froze. That's why I stopped talking. Oh, no, sorry. My bad. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I love that, that story arc. I love that it ends so dark. And mm-hmm. Just great, great movie. Yeah. And it, again, leaves you wanting more. So that, that's the theme for the next movie as well. So, our, what is your number, number two? Number two movie. This is probably a big surprise to a lot of people, but uh, this is Captain America: Civil War. Um, I absolutely love the movie. Like I said, I really like it when it's not some big CGI dragon fight at the end, and like everyone's just like exploding and moving around, and like just you know, every not every, but a lot of the Marvel movies have that. If there's one flaw that I always hate in Marvel movies, is that the third act is usually some big CGI thing with buildings falling and Statue of Liberty, like everyone's blasting like energy beams from like, and it's just like, (laughs) I get it. I get it. It's fun. I don't get me wrong. I enjoy it, but it's just so overplayed. And I think this one, even before, I think this one came out before um, Black Panther. Pretty sure. Yeah, 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 it did. Uh, This was like not a lot of CGI. Obviously the big fight between Captain America and and Iron Man is very CGI, but mm-hmm. like other than that, it's like you're dealing with the politics of an assassin that tried to kill the Wakandan president, and like and like why this is bad. Like, what do you get? Why this is bad? And it's like the argument between like these two guys in the middle of that. You get this human Baron Simo, which I still think is like one of the best villains because he's basically just a human. He's just a person who like doesn't believe that people should have this much power. Mm-hmm. And I think 
Baron Simo is still like underexplored. I think we should see more Baron Simo. I hope we get more Baron Simo yeah. because he's such a like great villain. Same thing with Killmonger, but I don't think we're gonna get more Killmonger. But uh, apparently, Baron Simo... to, apparently, Killmonger's supposed to be in the new um, Black, Black Panther. Panther. I don't know how they're gonna pull it off because I thought he dies. But yeah, I thought he dies too. But I guess whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Baron Simo's still alive, so let's. Oh, are you kidding me? Ten more minutes on this thing? Okay, let's just wrap it up. Anyways, um, yeah, just a, a great movie. I love the movie. I think uh, Civil War is amazing. Yes, so uh, that's your number two? Yeah, it's my number two. All right, so my number one, Spider-Man No Way Home. And I I knew it was going to be in my top four, uh, but when I looked at it, I was just like, man, and just watching it, I, I watched it again recently on a five-hour plane ride you know, doing top secret government work or whatever, right? And um, I was watching it, and it, it probably would have been number three if I didn't just rewatch it again. And it, it's that scene. It's that scene with Tom Holland at the end that really seals the deal for me. Because up to that point, again, yes, I love that, you know, they brought Tobey Maguire back. They brought Andrew Garfield back. Um, you know, that the whole nostalgia thing or whatever. And that whole thing, too, of like including, you know, other movies into the MCU Something that, again, something that has never been done before in movies, like, you know, acknowledging other other movies out there and saying like, oh, the reason why this is different and we're rebooting here is because it exists in a different multiverse. And here we are. We're going to bring them closer together. And that whole them interacting with their different, you know, Uncle Ben's dying and, you know, their MJs and whatnot. Uh, but that would really seal the deal for me. All, all that fantastical shit, you know, bringing back Willem Dafoe, who should have at one point in his life played the Joker or whatever. Just such a great, like you said, such a great villain. Like he play, he knocked that fucking shit out of the park. He played fucking Goblin better in this movie than he did in the Tobey Maguire movies, which he played yeah. fantastically as well. Uh, you I got agree Doc, with that. Uh, Octopus, like every, you know, uh, everything in there. But again, that ending scene where he, you know, wants to give MJ that note, you know, telling her like, hey, I know you don't remember me, but this is that and another or whatever. But he holds back because his duty, you know, his responsibility is not, you know, that wasn't the right time to, you know, shoehorn himself back in their lives. Uh, I thought it was just fantastic writing, fantastic acting by Tom Holland. And I was just like, man, it was the first time like that a Marvel movie had had me in tears almost. I'm sitting there in a the plane. I don't mind you. I've already seen this movie in theaters and, you know, at home on Blu-ray or whatever. But I'm sitting there in the airplane with the headphones on, just like watching this, like play out in front of me. I'm like, man, that was such a deep scene, you know, not to spoil too much for anybody that hasn't seen it by now. But it's just like, yeah, the whole world forgot who Spider-Man really was. And now he doesn't have anybody at all in his life whatsoever he is literally alone in a multiverse like that is such a deep concept that i was just like man shout out to everyone involved in that movie hmm, interesting do you think dr strange knows that he's spider-man as of I right mean, now dr. Str dr strange cast a spell as of right now i have to say he doesn't but who knows? I might watch the new Doctor Strange, and he does. No, I'm not. I, they don't answer that question. Oh, Doctor they don't. Strange. 
Um, I'm not saying that because it's like, oh, yeah, because in the first scene, he says, yep, here's this guy. No, I mean, Spider-Man is like mentioned, but it's not like like just because it's it's a universe now. So it's like whatever. OK, no, um, I, I believe like everybody forgot who he was. The only person to know who Spider-Man is, is Peter Parker. Interesting. Um, so. I guess my number one, my number one, the total cop out because I merged Infinity Wars <laughs> and Endgame together. I was like, this is one giant fucking movie, which um, is fair because I almost did the same thing. So I'm not going to hate on that decision. Yeah, I was like, this is just one giant movie. Um, I mean, like I said a million times, like, I mean, what has not already been said about that movie? Like, it's it's a monster. It's what every movie tries to be now. Like, mm-hmm. every Marvel movie has to do backflips to try to like to get to that point now they have to fucking show charles xavier's bald head in in the new doctor strange trailer just to like just to just to build up the hype because nothing was going to get you to that level um so like yeah like it's it's just that monster of a movie now like they had yeah, they even had the name drop the Illuminati. The Illuminati. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, the Illuminati is gonna be in this. Like, all right. It's just like, like, I was like, dude, like, every. It, I hope that it doesn't cripple movies down the line, mm-hmm. um, because I hope that we could still do a movie like Iron Man and a movie like, uh, like Black Panther, that don't have all that stuff. Like, there is no like. Charles Xavier isn't showing up in the next like, you know, movie and like, you know, whatever. Like you don't need to have all these Tony McGuire's not gonna show up. Like you can't you can only do it to 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 a certain level before you need to be like, all right, now take a breath and like fucking relax. Cause like yeah. we ain't gonna have the fucking sorry to spoil it, but like fucking I'm trying to think of like Magneto ain't gonna show up here, like chill out kind of thing, you know? Like <laughs> I'm trying to think of like things that like fanboys would want to see, but um, like, you know, movies can still be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie, you know, the CGI shit, all those big CGI battles, but this movie made CGI battles and like all the CGI shit. So fucking amazing. Oh yeah. And it's it like, perfect. it's still like total eye candy and great storytelling and like wrapping up some story arcs and like, Tony Stark dying and like that line that I love you 3000 mm-hmm. is like super perfect. And like Tony Stark's daughter is like the cutest little girl. And like, you just feel sorry for her and like mm-hmm. sitting her when she sits down with happy and happy is like trying to cheer her up. And he's like, you want a cheeseburger? And she's like, yeah. And like, like the little homages to the very first Iron Man, when the first thing that Tony Stark wants to do is eat a cheeseburger mm-hmm. when he gets back from being like incarcerated in Afghanistan. It's like, I just want a cheeseburger, man. And yeah. like those little homages to that were like beautiful little homages to it, but still like very thoughtful and well put together that, you know, you know, counter counterbalances the, the giant CGI monsters in it. And it literally, it, it rewards you for paying attention. It, it's just like reading comics or whatever, right? Like, it's not that the world that you're watching doesn't exist just in this two and a half, three hour movie or whatever. No, it's spanned across many movies, just like a comic book will. So it's literally like a live action comic book movie, and I, which I really appreciate, which you didn't see before. So, and it rewards your loyalty, 
you know, to watching these movies. Like they're going to put in those things that are going to be so much more meaningful later on. Like, like the 10 rings, that shit didn't mean shit, you know, back when, you know, it was dropped like in Iron Man three or whatever, but fast forward to Shang-Chi, it means the whole fucking world now. So it's just like, I appreciate it. That reward for paying attention, that reward for, uh, for watching basically. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, there it is, well, folks. Well, we managed to BS our way through an episode. <laughs> um, so, but before I get cut off here, uh, tell your mommy your boo-boo too. Shella visit Jack Michelle visit Warren. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll do all the tail end stuff uh, on a separate recording. Just <laughs> but Art, thank you for coming by. Uh, happy birthday once again. And uh, I love you 3000, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, and then uh, thanks to everyone that uh, wished me a happy birthday. Thank you again. Um, uh, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Shout out, guys, go listen to the Words Are Hard podcast. It's hilarious. It's the best podcast on earth. The third most uh, popular podcast. The, the in third all of most popular. Yeah. Now they're just lucky that uh, that we're not sure yet. It's gone. So. <laughs> and so are we. Yeah, we, we went used from to be three. number three. Yeah, now we're number two. So with that said, I'll talk to you later, dude. Later, man. All right, everybody. So with that said, everybody, if you have any comments you would like to make about our selections, if you want to share your selections for your top 10 favorite Marvel movies of all time, or maybe some of your honorable mentions, or you just have beef with something that we said or did not say, Hit us up on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America. Except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A1. Because, goddammit, Jordan, that's just how a steak is done. Uh, get at us up in the Facebook group uh, so we can have these discussions, or get at me at the IMs. I'll, I'll personally respond to all of your uh, questions and whatnot. Um, if you want to help support this podcast, uh, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to the Patreon over at patreon.com slash Art and Jacob Do America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. Uh, so head on over there um, because nine times out of ten, those episodes that you're getting on the Patreon are just as good, if not better, than the actual episode that you're hearing today for free. Uh, so go on over there and check that out. Uh, if you guys want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to the website over at artandjacobdoamerica.com where Art has supplied links to our official store, our merch store, over at tpublic.com. Uh, he put a link on the website because I guess it's difficult as shit to navigate <laughs> tpublic, but goddammit, they have some high-quality t-shirts uh, that have four of our designs over there. So go on over there. Uh, it's, and like I say, it's not so much to help us financially because I think we only get like a couple of cents from every t-shirt made or whatever. But to me, it's not about the money. Uh, it's about getting the good word out there uh, for the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. So whenever you're wearing a t-shirt, a hat, a face mask, a phone cover, a tote, a man bag, or a tampon applicator with the Art and Jacob Do America logo, you're like a walking billboard, if you will. So... Uh, head on over there. Check that out. Uh, if you want to hear some other great podcasts, guys, uh, I know Art mentioned you know, the Words Are Hard podcast, uh, third most popular po podcast from Bakersfield. Uh, but if you want to hear other great podcasts, as well as the biggest podcast to come out of Bakersfield, head on over to podbelly.com. 
uh, we're the be- biggest podcast out of Bakersfield, the world famous Sofa King podcast, straight out of the dungeons of Bakersfield, uh, is located, uh, as well as you know, Hillbilly Horror Stories, Paranormal Punchers, Robots for Eyes, the Piecast, the assortment of other great uh, podcasts over there. I believe uh, my cousin's podcast, what is it called, like uh, League of Legends or something like that. <laughs> that's still on there guys i think season two is in the works so head on over there check out all the great podcasts but uh aside from that guys thank you for listening and hopefully by next week we'll have a full-fledged topic uh hopefully art will be sitting here right in front of me i won't have to steal another stuffed animal out of my little baby's room uh to sit across from me to have some kind of conversation with uh, forgive us for the weird zoom uh, technicalities we were having i guess zoom is just limiting our recordings to 40 minutes so we had to start and stop three or four times during this recording session so forgive us for that but hopefully we'll have the brown recluse live in full effect in the studio but with that said guys goodbye and good night Dude, how long have you been standing there? An hour. An hour? Are you serious? I've mastered the ability of standing so incredibly still that I've become invisible to the eye. Watch. You're you're eating a Zarg nut. But my movement was so slow that it's imperceptible. No. I'm sure I'm invisible. Hi, Drax. It's like that, man. It's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.